You're tuning into Vlog Boss Radio, episode 144. What's up, socials? Welcome back to Vlog Boss Radio. Today is Thursday, May 10th, 2018, and you're listening to UXU by Oi. You can get this track and so many more for your vlogs and other content by subscribing to Epidemic Sound. Get your 30-day free trial by visiting vloglikeaboss.com slash music. We have a fun show today. I'm going to be sharing a chat that I had with the Hardcore MBA podcast where I shared tips like how I began my speaking career, the reason video made such a difference in my success, and how writing my book allowed me to improve my businesses. For those of you who do not know, my name is Amy Landino. I'm your host of Vlog Boss Radio, a show inspired by my book, Vlog Like a Boss, How to Kill It Online with Video Blogging. I'm also a YouTuber, public speaker, and entrepreneur vlogging since 2007. Here we are today, over a decade later, and video storytelling is taking the world by storm. And that's why I'm here to share my experiences, strategies, ideas, anything you want to know, because clearly you're on the cusp of what's happening because you're here right now. Welcome to my audio oasis for the future vlog bosses. For even more value in going after the life you want, tune into my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash amytv. Happy spring. Spring has sprung. And you know what it brought? It brought summer. <laughs> I just love this. In Columbus, Ohio, there's no such thing as fall and spring. I mean, it's not not really, but kind of really. We get it for like a couple of days and uh, and then the extreme weather comes. It's really not extreme yet. I have to say this is definitely a beautiful, beautiful spring day in Columbus today. It's just like, really? Are we getting close to 80? I had to fix an air conditioning issue in my car. I'm like, what day is it? This weather is so insane. I don't know if you're feeling that the way I'm feeling that, but here's the good news. There's a smile on my face. That must mean the sun is shining, but I am inside and covered up and I still have SPF on. So that is my perfect storm right there, right there, people. (laughs) I kind of wanted to start today with a little bit of a rant because I think a lot of people need this talk and I want to be able to have this talk with you because we live in a crazy, crazy world and I don't think it's ever been different before the internet, but the internet in a lot of ways didn't help a whole lot. But I just want to talk about the concept of being undervalued. And you can probably think of a time or maybe there's something happening right now that's affecting you, that's making you feel undervalued. It could be as simple as um, your friend cancels on you all the time. And therefore, you know, that time with you that maybe you were taking more seriously as a very good friend isn't being taken as seriously by others. Now, things happen and things get canceled and rescheduled and no big deal. But there may be a friend in your life that's like that. Or you could have a company like me and there could be people coming to you and saying, hey, we love what you do. You're excellent at what you do. And we want you to do that for us. And we want to pay you nothing. And those occasions happen. And I just want you to think about all of the things in the spectrum that could potentially feel undervaluing of you and your time and your expertise and the hard work you've put in, no matter where you are at this stage, the hard work that you have put in, that's worth something. Have you learned something? Have you become smart about something? Have you really 
found your sweet spot in something, then maybe someone is undervaluing you. I just want you to think, wrap your mind around what that might be for you. And I'm going to break your heart a little bit and tell you that that's never going to go away. There are always going to be people who are never going to value you the way you should be. It's just the reality. I mean, I, I you know, it's funny. Like I remember watching like celebrity shows even a long time ago. And when they would get like interviewed or something, people always ask like, oh my gosh, like, are you just like getting paid so much money now? Is It's so great. You can buy all these things, right? And they were like, well, yeah, I guess. But really, like, I just get a bunch of free stuff all the time. And it's because your level of fame increases and you get free stuff all the time. And so maybe that's relatable to you or maybe it's not. But it's a testament to the fact that even if that person's worth paying to wear their frock or, 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 or like smoke their vape thing or like pimp out their brand, they're still not always getting paid for it. They're literally just getting getting stuff for free. And that's it. So I just like to bring this up because that problem's never going to go away. It's never going to go away. And I get people asking me this all the time as if I've reached some threshold where this would go away. And because it never goes away, it certainly has never gone away for me. And I have to grapple with this a lot. I have to have a lot of uh, companies coming into me or people coming into me and saying, I want your time. I want your time. I want your time. I want your time. And they don't even care if there's costs associated with that, A, but the time is what really kills me. It's like, wow, you like what I'm doing so much that you would steal my time and potentially profit off of it? I, I find that really difficult. I find it really, really difficult, not just because um, it's you know, kind of crappy, you know, obviously the dream would be that you get paid for everything you do because you're so good at it. And that's what the dream should be. That's what your goal should be. That's what you should be working hard to do. But truly, it sucks because I'm trying to make a change in this landscape. I'm tired of people saying that get paid what you're worth, get paid what you're worth. And then those same people say like, okay, just like come do me this favor. I, I just don't get that. When I see something of value, I am so ready to pay for it. I am ready and I know exactly where my money is going and I know exactly what I'm going to get for it. And if I don't get that thing for it, then I'm going to make a stink about it. But I know for darn sure if I don't pay for it, I'm going to get what I paid for. So I just think that that's really important for you to think about. This problem is never going to go away. The internet and the accessibility of people and their time and notifications and Instagram and all these things has, has continued to make this even more chronic. So consider that and then consider if you need to make a change, if there needs to be at least two out of three things that is going to help you in a way that is beneficial to you and you make that decision, is it a portfolio builder? Do you need it? Does it gain you financially? Is it fun? Are you excited about it? That's your decision. And I just want you to remember that it is your decision. And so even if the rest of the world would think you're crazy for saying no, I challenge you to consider that to be an option. I challenge you to think, could this be a no? Or why is this a yes? I actually read a really great blog post from James Altucher recently, and I wrote all of this, not all of it, I wrote his formula down on a sticky note, so I'm looking at it constantly. And this is what it looks like. The top of it, it says, yes or no, question mark. 
And then the key is that two out of three things equals a yes. And those three things are knowledge. I will learn something from this. I will learn that will benefit me if, if I gain some knowledge from this. It will be fun. I'll have fun. I'll, be, I would, I'll count down the minutes to this happening. I'll be so excited to do it. It'll be fun for me. And I'll make money. I'm going to gain financially. I'm going to grow my businesses with this. This is going to help me be more fruitful and more thoughtful and more tactful with my business and my time. And that's three really important things. There is kind of a fourth alternate for me that's obviously not in James Altucher's blog post, but for me matters. And that is the mentorship and guidance of millennial and and women, millennial women and women new in the workforce. Uh, those people matter to me a great deal, and I like to be a resource to them. And so that's sort of a fourth alternate where if I see that something is going to help a person like that, and it has a compilation of these other things that I need for this to be a yes, then I'm going to say yes. So, But if we get to the basics that James wrote, knowledge, fun, and money, two out of three got to be there for me. Fun, money, knowledge which two are if there's just two there could be three but if there's two this is probably something I'm going to consider spending my time on and it may not be money every time but if I'm going to learn something and I'm really excited about it like if Oprah calls me tomorrow and she wants me to learn a few things about self-awareness I know I'm going to have fun I know for a fact I'm going to have fun. I'm going to have fun learning. I'm going to have fun following her around. I'm going to listen to her every word, right? Like those are the things you have to think about. When is it a yes for you? Because when you say yes to something, you are saying no to something else. And right now, when I say yes to something, I'm saying no to my dog. You might be saying no to your kids. You might be saying no to just peacefulness and time for yourself. You might be saying no to that book you've been meaning to read. You might be saying no to that book you've been meaning to write. What are you saying yes to? What are you saying no to? And don't let everyone else tell you that, oh, it's a great opportunity. They're going to get you brand awareness. If it's there, then awesome. But if that's the only reason and you are hesitant and your gut tells you no on any other level, then how can you just do that thing that would have gotten brand awareness your own way? Why can't you just do it your own way? The amazing thing about the internet is we've all become brands. Every one of us. The person down the street with a Facebook page simply for hanging out with their friends online, they have a personal brand. People think something about them based on what they post on their Facebook page. We all have a brand. Therefore, We are all worth something, not just because of the internet, but because of how we spend our time, what we do during our time, and how we talk to people during our time, how we benefit people during our time, how we benefit ourselves during that time. It's so important to remember that. So I hope this conversation helps you if you are in a situation of, geez, I'm feeling a little undervalued right now. Make a change that works for you not somebody else. Nobody else is going to do this for you ever. That's the bottom line. So I'm sorry to lead with something a little bit ranty, but I was really feeling it. And I felt like if this is something I'm thinking about, then maybe there's other people thinking about it too. And let's talk about it because that's what we do here on the podcast. We talk about things. 
So I'm really, really excited to share today's show with you. It is going to be such a good one. In a couple minutes, we're going to be digging into a conversation that I had on the Hardcore MBA podcast. And I just thought it was so good. I asked them if I could reshare it. It's on their podcast too. You should totally check it out and subscribe. Um, But I am resharing that conversation with you here because I thought that you would benefit from hearing it as well. I just also want to quickly update you that this episode is brought to you by Vlog Like Boss the masterclass. This is my four-week program, which is for ambitious people who want to go after the life they want and leverage video blogging to make it happen. You're going to discover pro tips and strategies like how to present yourself to the viewer for an authentic experience, the best camera gear based on your preference and budget, video editing tactics that retain audience attention. It's super important to do that these days on every single network. And if you're into YouTube, YouTube optimization, getting that search ranking to work out, and so much more. There's 12 modules and a lot of videos, a lot of worksheets. You can find out more details at vlabmasterclass.com. And that is V-L-A-B masterclass.com for details. But now it's time to get into the good stuff. And you know what time it is. It's time for that vlog boss gear recommendation of the day. Here on Vlogboss Radio, I like to recommend a little something to the future of Vlogboss. It could be gear, software, a widget, something to keep you motivated to go after the life you want while leveraging video to make it happen. Today's recommendation is a book. It is called Deep Work by Cal Newport. This is one of the few books I've read this year and I absolutely loved it. I'm sure that that is a shock based on the fact that I'm sharing it with you today. But especially in this world, we were, I mean, we were just talking about this, this crazy, crazy atmosphere of the internet, notifications, people have access to you all the time. They know they can just send you a messenger on Facebook and you're probably gonna check it because our phones are pinging constantly. And I wanted to really get back to my roots of how I get work done and it comes from deep work and I really got even more educated more than ever before with this book and how important it is and how we really get things done when we focus and it means being strong enough to put the phone away and tell people you can't be bothered and to give yourself the right atmosphere when I read excuse me when I wrote vlog like a boss I was alone in my apartment I turned off my appointments, my notifications. I didn't do anything else but write that book because I knew that if I didn't focus and get it done, it was never going to happen. So if you're struggling with this, if you're struggling to figure out how to do it yourself, whether you have a family or whether you're just a single person just trying to get focused, it doesn't matter. I highly recommend this book and you can find out more details about that at my shop page. I have a whole bookshelf with all the books that I've ever read, the books I'm reading now, my favorites, and that's that's at amylandino.com slash shop. For more video gear recommendations, check out the Vlog Like a Boss gear guide at vloglikeaboss.com slash gear guide. And that was your Vlog Boss gear recommendation of the day. Just when it comes to social media and YouTube and just kind of getting your message out there and amplifying it, Amy is absolute all-star and I cannot wait to pick her brain and dive deep but if you want to learn more about Amy about any of the things that we talk about today just head on over to 
hardcoremba.com on the homepage on that search bar, just put in Amy Landino and you will come up with all the show notes page and good stuff. But Amy, first and foremost, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, Matthew, thanks so much for having me. Well, hey, I'd love to, we're going to be diving into this idea of a, a major triple threat. I'm keen to hear more about your thoughts on this and I'm sure those listening are too. But first, I would love to know just what has been going down in your world in recent months. What's been your main focus? What's got you all excited? Oh, geez. I mean, pretty much everything. It's been a really amazing, you know, last year, 2017 was quite a lot. My first book, um, which is under my, my maiden name, Amy Schmittauer, was called Vlog Like a Boss, How to Kill It Online with Video Blogging. My first book came out in January. It was just a whirlwind since then because this message was something I think a lot of people needed to hear in addition to just having a practical guide on how to attack it. So that led to a lot of awesome in 2017. Personally, was amazing. I got married um, over Labor Day weekend. In addition to uh, the company that I've co-founded with my husband, Aftermark, has just been taking off and, and be, it's just been amazing so much so that we are hiring people, bringing them to our headquarters in Columbus, Ohio, expanding and just doing a lot of great video work for a lot of great companies. So Right now, I'm just focused on having my leadership hat on and really just allowing myself to learn a lot about these new processes that are happening in my multiple businesses. So it's been really cool. Amazing. It really does sound like 2017 will go down as one of those landmark years. Oh, yes. Remember. And Columbus, Ohio, a city I know well. I have many friends who went to Ohio State. And I Wonderful. Spent a, I spent a lot of time in Cincy. So yeah, not too Okay. Awesome. A good chunk wow. of my summer twenties. Oh, oh yeah. wow, that's awesome. I don't know how many people that would choose that for their for their summers, but you know what? Cool. That's awesome. Well, you guys get summers over there. We sure do. And in England, it is a hit and miss approach at the best. So mm -hmm. trust me, it was mm -hmm. an upgrade to our summers. <laughs> but we could talk about the lovely Ohio landmarks and weather all day, every day. It's my spiritual home in that place. But right now, I would love to dive into this notion of immediate triple threat. You talk about being a vlogger, an author, and a speaker. You've touched upon that in your um, overview just then. And what this entails is, I suppose, obvious, but I'd love for you to just tell us how you got into all three. Mm -hmm. Was it a conscious effort of yours or did one just serendipitously occur after the other? Yes, it was certainly just diving into one and focusing very hard on being excellent and awesome at it. Because if you're not amazing at one thing, it's going to be really, really, really hard to try to take on three things and be awesome at them. So uh, I'm a YouTuber at heart. I've been on the platform for 10 years. I've been creating for a, a, quite a bit of that time. I learned a lot about what it took to be a YouTuber and then later on discovered you know, the ability to take that skill set and apply it to business and helping businesses with that. So in doing so, I created a lot of information on my YouTube channel that helped these businesses and personal brands leverage video for their own businesses and their own brand awareness, which had people, you know, coming to me and saying, Hey, we want you to speak at our events. So that's how I went on to start speaking. It was truly because people saw me on video, able to communicate and thought I could do the same thing on stage. I find that to be quite the anomaly that you think it's the same thing, you know, me talking to myself to a camera and in my own room and me speaking to your people from the stage. But it did turn out that once you know, you really hone 
one form of communication, you can, you know, really shape it in another. And that's what I learned in becoming a speaker. And then when you're a speaker, you get off stage, you, you deliver, you deliver, you deliver. You're used to doing YouTube videos. So all you want to do is just give as much information for free as possible as a speaker, unless obviously you're getting paid for the gig, but for the attendees, you're just delivering as much as, as possible. And you get off stage and they're like, thank you for that. Where can we buy your book? And for a long time, I was like, what do you mean? I make videos. I don't, I don't, I'm not a writer. I just go watch my YouTube channel. I have more there. And um, I didn't really understand how important it was for these people to have uh, something that could really help them walk forward and put these things into action other than getting spontaneous tips on a YouTube channel. So that's where I really developed my manual. And that was Vlog Like a Boss. And that's how I became an author. And so those three really helped each other over a period of time. Like I, I was on YouTube for whatever it was, gotta, it's got to be six years or more before speaking ever occurred. And it took me a long time of speaking, probably another two to three years where before I was like, well, I guess I need a book because that's truly going to enhance the experience for me as a creator, as a thought leader, as a speaker, as a YouTuber. And, and that's, you know, that's how it all came about. So that's how I became a new media triple threat. I love it. I love it. And I'd love to just go because it happened rather, I suppose, subconsciously. And like you say, just by happenstance to you, but I'd love to dive into what your thoughts on how maybe someone could bring this into their world in a more conscious effort soon. But when I hear this, I just automatically think about authority and influence. Mm -hmm. It's about appearing in front of your audience in numerous ways, being front of mind, being there in various forms and just building that notion that hey you know i i know what i'm talking about here i have a certain amount of authority and when i speak i want you to be able to like listen and to appreciate that you know you're in good hands and if you only have that one thing then i suppose that authority and influence will only go so far but if you're able to do that across several channels then you seem like you're, you're everywhere well, yeah, that's, I think that's the key. You, you landed in the exact right place when you said that, because I think you can be authoritative and have thought leadership with one, and you certainly should try, because otherwise, again, like I said, you're not going to have success, period, if you can't have success in one place. So there's that. But once you start to you know, do some podcast interviews, host your own podcast, now you're speaking, now you have a book, there's, maybe you show up in a press interview of some kind, suddenly when you're everywhere because someone has sort of started following you and now they see, gosh, you know, it's, like how, it's like the red car thing. You think you want a red car, you start shopping for a red car, maybe you buy a red car and then you start driving around and everybody's got a red car because now you're looking for it. That's what I think being in a lot of places does to advance the cause of your thought leadership. But again, you can't be mediocre across all places and you have to really hone one extremely well so you can become a little bit more known for something. People need to be able to explain about you. They want to. They want to tell their friends about you. If you make that difficult then they're not going to be able to. So if you're mediocre everywhere, that's really hard to explain. But if you have a really great YouTube channel and then you went on to write a book and then you're speaking at this event on the street, should we get tickets? It's easier to have a conversation about that. So really pick one and be masterful at it, just like you did your expertise in the first place. And then suddenly when you're everywhere, that's just the multiplier effect on your thought leadership. Absolutely. It's this idea of, 
amplifying a message but if you don't have a strong message to begin with it doesn't matter whether you amplify it or not there needs to be something of substance there and that's interesting how you say that because even though we're talking about this idea of a triple threat and you're big into that these days i imagine and correct me if i'm wrong here you still probably are in most people's eyes introduced as amy the the vlogger Amy, the YouTuber. Yeah, yeah. Amy, the person who's in, on the video all the time. Absolutely. I, I, I hear that a lot. Amy, the vlogger, or the people that haven't quite gotten up to speed, Amy, the vlogger. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not vlogging. If it's not vlogging, it's not vlogging, okay? Um, no, I think it, that's pretty much what it is. It, there, there is a compartmentalization that happens there. Part of that has to do with my maiden name being hard to pronounce, so that's one thing. A lot of people wanted to call me Amy Savvy Sexy Social for the longest time. Um, also, my Twitter moniker is Schmitastic, which is a playoff of Schmidauer, which is my maiden name. And a lot of people thought Schmitastic was my real last name for a long time, and I was like, no, you guys, honestly. Uh, but that people want to be able to, again, classify you in some way. So it makes it easier to talk about you. So Amy is a YouTuber. Amy is a social guru. Amy is a vlogger. Like that's definitely what I hear the most often when people talk about me, not Amy is a best-selling author or Amy is a keynote speaker. It tends to go back to that thing that has catapulted me the most that I really, really specialized in. And it doesn't hurt that I'm also talking about that same subject matter all the time. Yeah, and that's something I'd like to get onto in, the, in a minute because even though this triple threat and vlogging, authorship and speaking, they're three very different things mm -hmm. and you could approach them all as completely separate businesses. But there's such alignment there, and they all come mm. together to just form this one overarching brand, which is, I think, where the magic lies. But before we get into that, I'd just love to know more about your thoughts. And like, it sounds like 2017 has been a landmark year for there's been a lot of amazing things that go on, and it's taken time it, a few years of vlogging before it led to speaking, and then more years of speaking before it led to the book. Mm. And I imagine the book process itself has been a crazy journey, but in terms of your more recent impact over the past 12 months what triple threat what has this triple threat approach had on you in your business not just in terms of growth but just where you see yourself going in the future your, your confidence your the empire that you're building well that's a really that's a good question i mean the reality is i don't take steps in my life or in my business unless i have found that there is an unbe unbelievably compelling reason to do so. Uh, I'll give you an example of the book. You know, before I decided to write the book, I was here and there dabbling. I was trying to write. I, you know, it didn't work out the first time I tried to write because it was so disjointed. And it was really because I hadn't found the heart of the reason why I needed to do it. But then suddenly it just made sense to me when I started hearing from my community, they truly wanted a book. Nobody was asking them to say this. I was never introducing it to them. It was them saying, we want this from you. Where is the book? We will buy the book. And what's funny about that is when you go on to then write the book and then everyone in the industry is saying, oh, this is so great. It's going to compel your brand more. It's going to lift you higher. It's going to make you more of a leader, but don't be sad if nobody buys it because it's okay. It's still good to have your thought leadership in this 300 page pamphlet, essentially. It's nice to have that. That's good for speaking. That's good for business. That's good for clients. And it has been. But the wild thing is when you truly measure what people want, 
And I waited for a long time to write that book for a good reason. I waited until I was asked for it by the people who were going to need to buy it in order for it to make a bigger difference for me. Not just a little difference, not just a nice to have difference, a bigger difference. And even though everyone said, hey, no big deal if nobody buys the book. It's fine. Launch it like crazy, but you'll be fine if it doesn't sell. It's a good thing to have. Put your thoughts down. People bought the book. Not only did they buy the book, they read the book. People who watch videos read my book. That's wild to me. Then not only that, the audiobook, because of you know a little bit of bootstrapping issues, didn't come out for another five months. And then they bought that. And then they listened to that. And so it's just insane to me, but it, I think it's a testament to the fact that if you really go all in on something and do your due diligence to figure out, is there a need for this? And even if you don't have a community telling you, do it, you know, there are ways to figure this out. You just have to go about the right way that, that it is for you. Then it's going to be so much better when you unveil something like that, that people actually want. I mean, it's so incredible. This is my first product. This is my first inventory item. You know, that's, that's fascinating to me, but people wanted it and that's why it exists. So in that people are buying the book, that's growing my business. When we hire, uh, well, when we hire new clients, when clients hire us, I mean, we kind of, we kind of hire them back because we're saying, Hey, are you serious about this? If you are, you need to read our founder's book. And that's a really nice process to go through when someone says they're serious about it. If they're not serious enough to read your book and it's, if you don't want to read four and a half hours on Audible, then you're not taking this seriously at all. And it's a long, hard road to be amazing at video. It can be really difficult to grow. You have to be in it for the long haul. So it's kind of cool to be able to say, hey, this is what we require of you in order for us to work together because you will know what our methodology is. You will know what we're going to ask you to do and you'll understand why. So there's a lot of reasons why that has been good for business because it absolutely adds to the fact that not only am I a thought leader because those are a dime a dozen these days, but we really do have a process in place and we do this in a professional capacity that wasn't just invented overnight. And I think that's really powerful in this current stage of, of business and specifically in the digital space. Mm. And what I personally really take from that is it, it's got to be somewhat organic. You can't force it. You can't wake up one day and say, I'm going to be a thought leader in this. And I'm going to amplify my message. You need to observe what people are, are wanting from you. Mm -hmm. And if I suppose you become a master at something, then that all you need to do is open your eyes and your ears and, and just listen and watch and take it all in. But I'm also curious to hear your thoughts on how someone can be more conscious about this. So I want to imagine that someone who's listening right now, they have become a master at something, whether that's vlogging or podcasting or writing, whether they already have a very established product or service as their business. And they're now starting to think, well, all those people who I admire and look up to, they have all these multiple income streams. I'm working really hard on one thing and I've made it work. Now is my time to start amplifying that message and taking things to the next level. What would your advice be, taking into account this idea that it should be somewhat organic, but also aligned so you're not a vlogger all over here on the left and then an author all over here on the right and there's no alignment? What are your thoughts about this? I, I honestly just think if you want intention, then have the intention. I, it's really not that much more complicated. The reality is if you've done all this work to do the one thing extremely well, 
and you want it to start to spin off into other places, then make it happen. A, a, a lot of people aren't even trying to put in the work for the thing that they want. They just think about it. Maybe they dream about it. Maybe they wish for it and they don't actually do anything about it. When I decided I was going to become an author, I started writing. I reached out to somebody I needed to hear from in order to understand the publishing process. I asked my community if they wanted it. I made it happen. I didn't just sit and wait for somebody to give me permission. Let's say, let's say it's speaking because that's a big one. You know, I've been doing this very well. I, I'm podcasting on video. I wrote a book. I wrote three books and I, can't, I really want to speak about this and no one calling me to speak. Yeah, you're right. There's probably something wrong with your marketing strategy of all those things if you're not being called to speak, A, because if you truly are good at what you do, then your niche audience can likely find you when they're in a bind and can't find speakers. But let's say you're in an industry that doesn't necessarily get in a bind very often. The digital space is a great example of that. There's lots of experts in social marketing. So if that's the case, then what are you doing to stand out? What are you doing to go and say, hey, I am the person for this. I'm the only person for this. What is your outreach strategy? How are you meeting new people? Even if you can't ask for the thing right now, maybe you can't ask to speak, but maybe you can get on someone's radar in another way, provide value in another way. So many people just want the result to come to them and that's never how it's worked. Never, not ever, not one time. And, and that's what I think people really struggle with is it seems like everybody's got it so good. Everyone else always has it so good. That's because Instagram is the land of sunshine and rainbows and we all make it look like it's so good. We don't show the hard work a lot of the time, but it happens. So if you truly want to be a triple threat or a quadruple threat or just a double, then actually pursue what it would take to make that happen. Find out why the no's happen. Find out why you're not ready yet. Become ready. And I think that's the biggest thing. Speaking specifically, again, if we're going to stay on this, a lot of people just don't have experience. So they want to get paid right away and, and they don't have experience. Well, um, get experience. Go speak to any college. They are always taking free speakers. Get in front of students who have better things to do and are checking their phone the entire time and find out what it takes to get their attention and do it for free because you're going to have to especially the speaking landscape is very competitive if you want to make the good money, but you've got to hone in on your niche. You've got to be awesome at it and you need experience. You're not going to get $10,000 today. So that's, I think that's the biggest issue. We're really just giving somebody a wake up call that if they truly wanted it, they would have done something about it already. And, and I suppose the good thing about this is if that person at home listening right now is already an, an expert and a master in one thing, they've already done all that already to become the expert and the mm -hmm. master in that one thing. And I suppose there's no shortcut, just because you, for instance, maybe become an expert writer or an expert mm -hmm. vlogger, doesn't mean that, oh, people are just gonna hand speaking to you on a plate or programs or masterminds or coaching or anything else. You need to be very conscious, like you say, speak to people who know that industry, know that particular profession, pick their brain, and figure out what can I bring to the table, which right. is going to align with what I'm already good at, what's going to align with what my audience wants, and then go in, make exactly. it happen. Exactly. The pieces will fit together. You just maybe haven't sat and thought it through yet because you've been so busy scrolling and looking at other people's success. Mm. Understand what you've done and appreciate yourself for it. You worked hard for that. So now to sit here and wallow in the fact that you haven't achieved something else, 
you haven't gotten there yet. So do it, get after it. That's the biggest thing. People just don't consider that action is going to be so much stronger than sitting here and contemplating. That's Boom. it. That right there, ladies and gentlemen, is a value. And it was one of the big reasons I wanted Amy on the phone today to show that you can start off as one thing. And everyone out there is building something and they've got aspirations to go bigger and better and to push the boundaries. And we hear all these things about multiple income streams. And once you become a master of one thing, you need to become a master of others. And it is absolutely possible. You just need to open your eyes. You need to be conscious about it. And then you just need to go and make it happen. It isn't going to happen overnight necessarily. It isn't going to be easy. But what got you to here wasn't easy. So what's going to get you to next year and five years from now and 10 years from now, it's probably not going to be easy either, but that's fine because easy isn't what it's all about. So thank you so much, Amy. I mean, it's been a huge one for me. I have loved hearing your words and it's just been fantastic to piece together your story and see how it's grown, but also appreciate that it has taken 10 years mm. that you started on YouTube 10 years ago and now you're reaping the rewards in numerous ways, but well, it's been a process. It's been a journey like all great things. That's right. Matt, I really appreciate you having me on because I think more people need to hear about this. And I'm so glad that you're able to present that here on the Hardcore MBA podcast. Thanking you. And before we shoot off, please, like, where should we go to learn more about yourself, your vlogging, your books, everything? Well, very simply put, you can go to amy.video. That'll take you to my YouTube channel. It's just super easy to remember for podcast listeners. Uh, and if you're interested in the book, that's at vloglikeaboss.com. V-L-O-G likeaboss.com. Amazing. Please do it. I'll be linking to those on the show notes page. So if you forget all that, go to hardcoreMBA.com. On the homepage, just put in Amy Landino. Show notes page will appear. More information about myself, about Amy, and all those links and everything else that we've talked about today. So that's it. Thank you so much, guys and girls, for joining us today. I hope you've taken a lot from this. Amy, thank you so much. It's been thank an absolute you. pleasure. Thank you so much for allowing me to share this and for having me on your show, Hardcore MBA. Make sure you guys check that out. The link is in the show notes. Hey, would you like to check out my authority video formula? This is the blueprint for a great video every single time, no matter how early stages you are in this vlogging process. To receive this free mini course, leave your true and honest review of this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast player and send a screenshot of it to radio at vlogboss.com. Thank you so much for tuning into Vlogboss Radio. I appreciate it. As always, if you want to discover your excellence in vlogging and building your personal brand, pick up a copy of my book, Vlog Like a Boss, found on Amazon and your favorite online stores. Visit vloglikeaboss.com for details. Subscribe for good vibes and remember to continue to go after the life that you want. Cheers. Hey, you still there? Just want to make sure you caught this. Do you want an extra update from me every week? 
Boss Notes is my brand new exclusive newsletter with bonus tips, tricks, products, and advice helping you continue to go after the life that you want. It's a quick, easy, clickable read. And if you enjoy the value in this podcast or the YouTube videos, you're definitely going to want to see what other tricks I have up my sleeve in Boss Notes. To be one of the first to sign up, send an email from your preferred email address to radio at vlogboss.com and you will get weekly updates from me when you put the secret word squad in the subject line. You'll get the next newsletter that goes out every Thursday morning. See you there.